All right, we are going to wrap up this year. Now, the theme of this year, all year long, has been the abundant life, okay? And this slide that we got coming up here, I, I, it made its first appearance on the first Sunday of this year, January 6, 2019. Yeah, and we started talking about all different aspects of the abundant life. And we said we got to let God define the abundant life, not us, because a lot of times what we think is the abundant life might not be what God calls an abundant life. And so if I'm looking at my definition, I'm thinking, where's mine? You know, and God's going, I never promised you that you'd hit the lottery. All right, I never promised you all these things that you think is an abundant life. We talked about abundant impact, abundant blessings, abundant purpose, abundant heart, abundant truth, uh, abundant rewards, abundant trust. And then we got really we abundant trust even with my money. We got into all of that and abundantly more lessons. You see how I did that? There was a whole lot more. And some people have grown in living the abundant life. And I would imagine some people are sick of hearing about the abundant life. You know, it's like, come on, let's get on to something new. And part of that reason might be because maybe I don't feel like I'm living the abundant life. And you know how it is when you don't feel like you're living something, right? You don't feel like you're uh, 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 receiving something or growing in something. But somebody keeps talking about it. You're going, oh, come on, man. I don't want to hear about that again because it just reminds me what I'm not doing. And then you feel bad and all of that stuff. So we're going to go talk about a little bit about why maybe that might be the case. Now, if Jesus said the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. And by the way, Jesus did say that, okay? John recorded that in his gospel. That's one of the things Jesus says. I came to help you have and to give you an abundant life. Now, if that's true, then it's possible. I can have an abundant life. And that's a good thing, okay? And it is also true that if I don't have it, it's not because it's not available. But there's something else. And if I can figure out what that something else might be, then maybe I can tap into that abundant life that Jesus wants for me. So you got to ask, am I living the abundant life Jesus wants for me? Am I living the abundant life I want for me? Now this is appropriate for those of us who've been hanging out and listening to this all year long. And it's appropriate for our guests who are here, uh, you know, those that came down from Chicago for the wedding and all of that stuff or for the first time. Because this is not one of those things like, you know, Star Wars. If, if you haven't seen all the other movies, you don't understand this one. You can get it out of this lesson. Okay? Uh, it's, it's great to have. I, I, mentioned, I met somebody before the service, uh, a brother and sister from the uh, midpoint. Uh, I hadn't met them before. And I love it when I meet people from midpoint that I don't know and that they don't know me. So then I can make fun of the preacher from Midpoint. And they're always going, what in the world is my preacher, you know? And I said, oh, you finally came down here to hear some good preaching. And that's not true. See, my, my son who preaches there, I, I, I'm proud to say he, he preaches better than me. He plays guitar better than me. He's played guitar better than me since he was 15. So I got over that a long time ago. 
He's taller than I am. I got to look up to him, but you got to look out for me because you got to respect your parents and obey them because if you don't, raw head and bloody bones will come looking for you. Something we taught our grandkids uh, to their dismay. We're approaching New Year's, and what you do on New Year's is New Year's resolutions, right? No. A lot of people don't like New Year's resolutions. We don't like to talk about them. I purposely don't make New Year's resolutions. Why? Because I break them. Because they don't work. I said, really? Making a decision to change something in your life for the better, that doesn't work? Or maybe something else is going on. And avoiding it, of course, doesn't necessarily help. The thing is, is when I thought I want to live an abundant life, if it's not happening, but it's available to me, but if it's not happening, maybe something else is going on. So I want to share with us something this morning that might help us figure some things out. A basic thing that maybe helps me to figure out how to get over the hump to make some changes in my life, maybe that I've wanted to make for years. Been trying to make for years. Just can't seem to get a handle on it. So much so that I have given up trying. I don't do that anymore. I don't make resolutions anymore. I've just learned to live with this is who I am. So we're going to talk about that and hopefully we can move into 2020 really discovering because one of the great things about the abundant life is it's not a one-time offer, okay? We can still grow and live the abundant life. And it'll still be available in 2020. Would that be okay? All right, we got to talk about, am I blocking my own transformation? Am I blocking my own receiving of the abundant life? The one that Jesus promised. Is there a reason why people don't want to hang out with me that much? Is there a reason why I don't want to hang out with them, especially if they're being spiritual? Hmm. Is there something else going on inside me? I want you to turn to 1 Corinthians 13. We're going to look at this in just a second. But in 1 Corinthians 13, of course, that's the love chapter, right? You know, love is faithful, love is kind, and all that kind of stuff. And God's defining love. And, And Paul here, as he's writing this, lays out a principle. And he's talking about growth. He's talking about some things that where we are and where we're going to be. And he's talking about the you know, the incomplete and the complete, or the imperfect and the perfect, and all these things, and going from one stage to another stage, and he uses an example from his life that it's a principle that I want us to use and look at, okay? So in 1 Corinthians 13, verse 11, he says, When I was a child, I talked like a child, I thought like a child, I reasoned like a child, But when I became a man, I put the ways of childhood behind me. Now, although this is not the main point that Paul's trying to hit here, the Holy Spirit, I think, through Paul is helping us to understand that in order to really grow and to mature, 
In order to get the abundant life that Jesus wants, I've got to do something. I've got to change me. The way I speak, the way I think, and the way I reason. And I want you to think about in terms, as I talk this morning and use the word childish, I'm talking about an immature way of seeing the world. An imperfect way of seeing life and reasoning and thinking. A spiritual immaturity. Character flaws. Those sinfulness that is in us that I just can't seem to overcome. That's what I mean. Because if I label it child, because nobody likes to be called childish, right? Nobody likes to be called childish. I get ticked off if you start calling me childish. Well, that's good. If I see something in me that's childish, it needs to tick me off. It needs to make me angry. It needs to make me motivated to say, well, but when I became a man, I put the ways of childhood behind me. Now, look what it said. It did not say I become a man by putting the ways of childhood behind me. It says... When I became a man, I decided to. I made a choice to. It was a specific decision to put those things behind me. The way I talk. The way I think. The way I reason. We're talking about the processes of the way we live. We're talking about the systems that we use to make our decisions and how we see the world and how we make our commitments and how we interact with one another. They're either... Childish or they're mature. And we got to test these and look at them in our lives with an honesty and a humility that maybe we're not used to. Why? Because maybe we're childish. You ever notice how kids, you know, they don't like challenging me. And as we reflect on 2019, maybe we try to assess why this or that didn't happen, why I didn't get this or that, why I didn't get that promotion, why I didn't get accepted into that school, why I didn't make those grades that I wanted to make. Reflect on those and not reflect on that teacher that was holding me back, not that wife or that husband that was holding me down, not on that boss that didn't like me, but reflect on how I talk, how I think, and how I reason. We need to challenge God. Do we think? Do we challenge the way God made our bodies a lot more than the way we think and reason? What I mean is we work on our bodies. We try to make them pretty. We try to make them look good. Right? And we spend time and money looking good and getting in shape. And you're fine, but you're miserable. Right? And all these other people, they, they don't look near as good as you do, but they're happy. Your eyebrows are arched, but can you see? <laughs> you got muscles in your arms, but can you hang on to things? Do we challenge the way we think? And what's on the inside? Or is it just what's on the outside? Now, I'm not against pretty. 
Okay, I'm not against healthy. I'm not against working out. What I'm saying is, is we got to consider the processes and the systems, our way of thinking and our way of reasoning and our way of communicating and understand, is this where I'm at? And is this what's holding me back? Is this what's a barrier to me changing and growing and getting the abundant life? And we got to really consider that. You know why? Because I find most people... Fight hard defending a system in their lives that does not work. Well, that's just me. You talk about you. Don't talk about me. I'm me. I got to be true to who I am. Well, what if me ain't working? What if me don't get the job done? Well, it's my ethnicity. You see, I'm Irish. That's why I'm always angry and fighting. Or it's my gender. I can't help it. I'm just a man. I'm just a red-blooded American man. I can't help it. (laughs) We blame all these things instead of looking inside and saying, you know what? Am I defending something that's holding me back? Am I standing up for something that's keeping me from getting the abundant life that Jesus says I came to give you? See, the system that's killing us is the way we speak and the way we think and how we reason. That's why Paul said in Romans 12, too, look, don't conform to the pattern of this world. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind, the way you think, the way you reason. Not your mind as in knowledge, how many scriptures you memorize, those are good. But if those scriptures don't transform the way you think and reason, they're not doing what they're supposed to do in your life. We got to look at this. My immature system is blocking the abundant life. When I was a child, I talked like a child and I thought like a child and I reasoned like a child. But when I became a man, I put the ways of childhood behind. We're talking about and dealing with the immature inner self. The inner self. See, age matures the outer self. And that's about all it does. Okay, immaturity doesn't come with age. Age comes with age. All right? Sometimes experience, but not even necessarily wisdom. Just experiences. But we're talking about the inner self. Could it be? This is the one. This was a hard one. Get ready. Could it be that after 20, 25, 30 years of being a Christian, going to church every Sunday, being in a house church, going to Bible classes, having D groups and D times and all of that stuff, inside I'm still A spiritual child. And what was said about me in Hebrews 5.12. By this time you ought to be teachers. But you need somebody to teach you. The elementary truths of God. All over again. Seeing life. Like a child. This is what I'm talking about. We just came through Christmas. We got the kids. You know we went to. Went downstate to Missouri. And uh, 
had the granddaughter down there, and then we had came back, and the grandsons came, and you get to see life, and it's wonderful to see Christmas through the eyes of a child. But sometimes you see life through the eyes of a child, and you realize it's very limited in its effectiveness to handle life. Some of us are still seeing life through the eyes of a child, like a child who believes, believes what their parents say about them, even if their parents are wrong. Some of us are still carrying the weight around of mom and dad or somebody in our life saying, you're not good enough, you're not handsome enough, you're not pretty enough, you're not athletic enough, you're not smart enough. And you were a child and you believed them, but when you became an adult, guess what? You still believe them. You're carrying around that weight. We carry around the burden of the sin of our parents or some other people in our lives. But I'm thinking like a child. Or other things about children, you know. I notice about my grandkids, and I love all my grandkids, but they've got the attention span of like a three-month-old Jack Russell Terrier, right? (laughs) Especially when things are difficult. Hard to do. How do children think? I do it while it's fun, but when it quits being fun, I'm moving on to the next fun thing. If it's hard, I don't want to have no part of it. I'll give you an example. I got my oldest son here. Many, many years ago, we were down in Texas, and we were working in my parents' garden. And it was a nice, you know, spring Texas day. It was about 110 degrees. And we were out there planting, I think it was black-eyed peas, and he might have been four or five years old, and he's helping us because he, he loves them black-eyed peas. And then he asks, so when, when would, do we get to eat these? And my mom goes, well, Adam, it's going to be a couple of months before we get to eat these, you know, they've got to, you've got to plant them, they've got to grow up, and they've got to mature. But he said, well, I think I'll go inside then. And he left. Because <laughs> that's what a child thinks. This is hard work. You mean I ain't going to, right now, it's not, I'm leaving. Some of us are growing up, we still think like a child in that way. i got to change this in my life. You mean I can't change it automatically? You mean it ain't going to get fixed like that? You mean my marriage is going to take work? You mean this is my job? Everybody not just going to roll over and give me a raise? You mean I got to work? I don't know about that. And I start thinking like a child. And what Paul says is when I became a man... I put that stuff behind me. But when he says, when I became a man, that, what that means, what that implies is, I can become a man and still keep my childish system. I can keep my inner childish thinking. I've outgrown the way I speak and think and reason. I just didn't change my speech, thinking, and reason. By this time, I ought to be. But I'm not. Because I didn't do it. I can develop to a point in my maturity outwardly, but not inwardly. And it holds me back. And it holds me back, and eventually, I'm hoping, I'm praying eventually that it'll leave. I'm hoping that eventually I'll just grow to be mature. 
But it's not going to happen because I've got to make the decision. I'm putting the ways of childhood behind me. My childish thinking has taken me as far as it's going to take me. I've got to put it away. I've got to replace it. Because if I don't replace my childish ways, my childish ways will put me away. What do I mean by that? They will put away my relationship with God. And it will keep it immature and shallow. It will put away my deep relationships and friendships with other brothers and sisters. And I'll sit around year after year after year complaining. I don't have deep friendships. I don't have relationships. And I got a whole church full of people. But it ain't growing. It will put away the promotions at work. It'll put away love. It'll put away a nurturing, fulfilling, happy marriage. It will put away spiritual, grounded family if I don't put the childish things behind me and start thinking like a man, like an adult. If I don't put my chi- away my childish ways, my childish ways will put me away. And getting back to that, defending that, defending it, defending it, you won't put away what you think you need. I won't put away what I want to defend. I won't put away what I think defines me. I won't put away what I think I can't live without. This is me. This is me. Yeah, but you ain't working. And you can put it away to something that is working. Jesus, I got something that will work. Are you defending something that's killing you? That's killing your marriage? That's killing your family? Are you annually amazed around this time of year how you once again have not reached what you think your potential is? Not what others think, what you think. Why not? I don't know. Some grow, some don't. Right? Some change, some don't. Some mature, they're transformed more and more into the likeness of Jesus. And some, they seem to be stuck. Why? We're all here. We all live in the same culture, the same community. We all got the same Bible. We're all in the same church. We got the same opportunities. We all come here on Sunday. We got Bible classes. Anybody can attend them. We arrange for house churches and D groups and decide for anybody who wants them and anybody for everybody in the church. We have all of these spiritual opportunities. Well, if that's not working, it's got to be something else. Maybe I got to look at my system, the way I'm thinking and reasoning. Now, I determined in my life a long time ago to stop blaming other people for where my circumstances are. Okay? Now, sometimes, even if it's true, it might be somebody else's fault. It doesn't actually help me to get out of it to blame them. It doesn't actually help me to grow to blame them. It might make me feel a little, okay, now I know where it came from, but I'm still there. So I just decided it doesn't matter at this point. 
Because overall, it does no good. And overall, it does not help me. And you know, I've preached on this for several years. I adopted the motto, the mantra, control what you can control. That's it. Control what you can control. When I became a man, I put away the ways of childhood. Didn't matter what others think. I had to clear up my way of thinking. I had to clear up my understanding. Because the way I see things, the way I reason, the way I think, the way I understand is very, very powerful. The way we see things and understand is very, very powerful. I'll give you an example. You ever been in a situation somebody makes you mad? They make you angry. I know what they did. And this is why they did it. I know what they were thinking. They meant to do that. And you complain about it at home and you pull your wife into it. Or you pull your kids into it. Or you pull that brother or that sister over there into it. And then you sit down with that other person and you realize, well, that's not what they meant at all. That's not the situation at all. And you go, oh, well, then that's okay. Well, now we're friends. Now everything's okay. Now everything's off. And the only thing that changed was my understanding of the situation. That's how powerful understanding is. Now, what understanding is, it is the truth that you stand under. That's understanding. It's your version of what has happened. It's your version of what's wrong, what needs to change, how it needs to change. And then you understand that maybe my understanding is wrong. It's a lot of times I think my understanding is motivated by my childish self. I jump to conclusions. I jump to actions. I jump to decisions. And my own understanding holds me back. And my own thinking hinders my abundant life. My own understanding and version of my life. While they're talking about me. Well, they don't like me over there. Well, they're the ones holding me back. They're the ones hindering me. Well, they get all the breaks. I don't get any of the breaks. They just don't get me. They don't understand me. That's just my understanding. And guess what? Your understanding might be wrong. It might be wrong. That's all it is. You know, when you get with people and you try to help them out, you know, you talk with them. We don't want to call it counseling because we're not counselors. I'll get to them in a second. But we get with somebody, all we're really trying to do is help them to get understanding. To help them see something. Counselors, now, now Ron is one of my best friends. He's a counselor. Great guy. This is what counselors do. They help you understand you. We pay them hundreds of dollars an hour. To help you gain a different perspective on what has happened to you. Now, I'm not against counseling. I think that's great. But I think we can cut down the learning curve an awful lot. <laughs> if I could break down my childish system and start to understand me a little bit better. But that's what it is. I want to break down this childish system of thinking. And reasoning that's holding me back. And understand what's really going on. Now, how do I do that? That's always the question. Okay, great, 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 great. How? Let's get down to specifics. Give me the ABCs. Number one, you got to recognize that you can live 
You can survive. Matter of fact, you will thrive without your childish processes. You don't have to hang on to them. You don't have to say, this defines me. You don't have to defend them. You don't have to surrender to them. You first got to recognize they don't control. I can make a decision to put the ways of childhood behind me. I can do that. Now, it won't happen quick and it won't happen automatic, but it can happen. If I make the decision, you are not stuck the way you are. All right? You can grow to live the abundant life that Jesus has in store for you. So first of all, you got to recognize that. Then you got to identify what those childish things are you need to put away. The childish thinking. The childish reasoning. you got to understand, I don't want to think this way. But I keep hearing my, okay, I don't want to think this way. But I hear this voice inside me that I don't want to think this way. And every time I do think this way, I'm going to decide i got to put that behind me. That's a mature way of approaching it. A child's way is, this is what I feel, boom. And they do it. But an adult says, this is the way I think. This is the way I feel. This is the way I understand this situation. Is there another way to understand this situation? Is there possibly something else that could have happened here? Is there another way this situation could have worked out? Maybe I need to pump the brakes until I find out what's really going on. How many children do you know that do that? How many adults do we know? See, that's where we got to get to. We got to put that childish way of thinking behind us and say, oh, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm a man now. I'm a grown-up. I'm a disciple of Jesus. I got to start thinking about what Jesus wants me to do. I got to start reasoning that way, not responding to whatever the emotion is. Every time... These things come up, i got to control the way I speak. Every time these things, that childish voice comes up, i got to control the way I think. Every time they come up, I've got to control the way I reason out a situation. And every time I do that, every time I put that childish thought away, then that childish voice starts to fade. And that childish voice gets weaker and weaker and weaker. And I grow, and I begin to mature as the man and the woman that God wants me to be, that I want me to be, thank you very much. And then, the more times it happens, the more I grow, the more and more I start being like Jesus Christ. And the more and more I start being like Jesus Christ, the more and more I start living the abundant life. And the more and more I live the abundant life, the more and more I feel content. And the more and more I feel happy, and I glory in the Lord. Why? Because I said, you know what? I'm putting the childish ways behind me. So this year, just make a simple decision. I'm going to put that childish voice away. I still hear it. It still rings. But I ain't listening to it. I'm not giving in to it. I'm not going with that impulse. I'm going to mature it. I'm going to strengthen it. I'm going to grow to be like Jesus. And I'm going to claim the abundant life he has in store for me. Amen. Have a great week.